Okay, so I sort of looked over the last couple of weeks at, um, we looked at David and Goliath one week and, and overcoming. Um, and to me that's something that I think is important that we keep reminding ourselves of that, you know, that really Jesus is the hero in the story that we're living in right now. And he's there to take us from where we are to where we're meant to be. The journey that we're on now is orchestrated by him. It was the gift of Jesus Christ, his death on the cross that saved us, right? And it's his work in us that is going to continue to save us. When we think of salvation, it is not a one-off event in our life. Okay, salvation is a continuing process that takes place in our life. And, and the whole reason for that is that we're, we want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to become more and more like Jesus Christ. This morning I just wanted to look at a story about fruit. Um, again, over this holiday period, fairly simple stories, uh, fairly straightforward but the whole point is that just to remind us of some things in our lives that we might need to, to think about. We're going to be doing some baptisms afterwards um, at uh, Joel and Naomi's place, which is 74 Dwyer Circuit. So we've got uh, three people at least that will be baptised today, which is awesome. And, and as I go through these passages today that we're reading about fruit and about trees, I just want to... Pray that your eyes will be open to understand that the power that works in you is not of yourself. The power that works in you is of Jesus Christ. The beginning of it is in his death. The fulfillment really is in the resurrection and the, the gift of the Holy Spirit that has been given to us as believers to be able to live this Christian life. It is not anything to do with us in terms of the, the tree that we're attached to Yes, we're obedient, but Christ is the one who actually orchestrates things in our lives. It's hard to think because we like to be in control or we like to think that, that it's up to us. We do have to be obedient. Yes, we do, of course. Uh, it would be crazy to think any other way. But at the very heart of it, it's like what is the source of anything in your life? Where is it that you are drawing from in order to become this Christian that that maybe you think you should be, and in fact, we are called to be. We are called to be holy, we are called to be separated, and that doesn't mean we don't have anything to do with people, but separated from the world, in other, world, in, in other words, the world system, the way the world thinks and the way the world acts. And Jesus talked about a tree and fruit, and then we're going to look at Romans after we read the story about Jesus, which will be in the Gospel of Matthew. You know, just look at Romans and chapter 7 and also chapter 6. And chapter 6 is all about baptism. So this is about how we are united with Christ in his death and in his resurrection. It's, it's his power working in us. I guess that's the thing that I just want to get across this morning. It's his power working in us. So if we could go to Matthew chapter 7. And we're going to start at verse 15. And in my Bible, it's headed up the tree and, the, and its fruit. Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. 
That is by the way they act. You can, can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Let's just skip over to Matthew chapter 12. And we're going to look at verse 33 to 37. A tree is identified by its fruit. Again, we get that same message coming through. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. Word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Now, twice here, Jesus has identified that a tree is known by its fruit. Okay, so, but it's not talking about a tree is identified as an orange tree because it has oranges or a banana. Is there any left, Stephen? A banana banana plant is, is identified by its bananas. We all know that the type of tree that you have is what, fruit is produced okay but if you've ever heard about anything about farming or if you've ever grown uh, fruit in your yard you'll get some trees that just produce awful fruit they're sort of the right kind of fruit but they're the wrong flavor there there's something about them that is off why is this important these are such simple messages guys i don't know if you ever were at school once and and you know, the common thing was that you'd, you'd think, wow, it'd be so good if these bubblers just gave out Coke. You know, like you went to the bubblers at the end of recess and press it down and Coke would come out. Did anyone ever have that happen? Did anyone ever want that to happen? <laughs> yeah, there's a few, yes, with rotten teeth. But why isn't Coke coming out? It's because the source that that comes from is a dam which is full of water. So we cannot produce coke out of a bubbler unless the source that it comes from is changed. So unless we actually hook up that bubbler to the coke factory and get them to pump Coca-Cola through it, we are going to have water coming through those bubblers. Is that right? I believe it is. From experience, it was very sad, but coke never came out. This is exactly what Jesus is trying to say to us today. That so many times we try to change the fruit in our lives, but we don't actually change the tree. So we know as Christians we're we're meant to be displaying the fruits of the Spirit, right? Which is, I don't know, love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, meekness, faithfulness, self-control. That might be all of them, I don't know. And the Bible says that if you've got these things in your life, there's no law against them. What does that mean? It means that, you know, there's no law that says don't be joyful. 
let's stop you being joyful. Uh, don't, don't be patient. There's no law that, that outlaws that. Because the things that flow out from the Spirit of God are good things in our life, right? And some of us here today would know that even though we're Christians, we are not plugged into the vine. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. You have to be grafted into the vine to receive strength from the vine to get the blood flow or the sap flow from the vine into your life. And one of the struggles that we can have as Christians is that we are so busy trying to change the fruit in our life, thinking that if I just, you know, let's, let's go oranges and apples. <laughs> if I can just produce the apples that God wants me to produce, what I'm going to do is take off the orange off the tree and I'm going to sticky tape an apple onto that tree thinking that that actually makes it an apple tree, that the fruit that is produced is the right sort of fruit. If you are a Christian and you are struggling with the way you live, let me tell you this, you need to go to the source, which is Jesus Christ. You need to stop changing the fruit by your own effort and thinking that this thing I'm struggling with, I need to make it better. It's never going to work. Why? Because what you're trying to do is put an apple on an orange tree. If there's things in your life, if there's anger, if there's a lack of self-control, if there's no joy, if there's no peace, it is not because the fruit is wrong, even though it is wrong. It's because the source that you are trying to live from is the wrong tree. You see, you cannot have peace without God in your life, not real peace. You certainly can't have love. You cannot control your anger by trying to be a better person and just doing some sort of course that that tries to make you deal with the symptoms of what is in your life. You have to deal with the problem, which is your heart. And that's what Jesus says in that second passage, isn't it? From the treasure of your heart, that is where it flows from. And if you are finding that you are living in anger or if you're living in sin or you're living in lust or whatever it is, sometimes we try to change that by saying, I just have to stop being angry. But the problem isn't the anger. The problem is the tree. You're in lust, but you keep looking. You don't change the purity of your heart. And Jesus is saying, if you want pure water to come out of life, you better drink the pure water that comes from that relationship with him. Jesus said to the woman at the well when he, when he came to her, he said, you know what, you're looking for something to satisfy you. And, and if you're not a Christian or you haven't been to church much, the story is Jesus went to an area that he shouldn't have been at, spoke to a woman he shouldn't have spoke to, who was looking for something in her life. She'd been, I don't know, I think it was five times, five different men or something. But anyway, a number of men looking for some sort of satisfaction in her life, but there's an emptiness that couldn't be filled. Why? Because she was trying to find fulfillment from things other than the truth, which is Jesus Christ. And Jesus said to her, you know what? Can you get me a drink of water? She did, and, and he said this to her. He said, I am the living water. If you drink of me, you'll never thirst again. That statement is amazing. 
that statement is phenomenal. That statement is life transforming. That if we can understand that if we begin to drink of the things of the Spirit, the things that are not satisfying us now, because they never will, are dealt with. And there's a wholeness, there's a fullness, there's a completeness that is in Jesus Christ. Now you'll often hear me up here saying, read the Bible more, pray more if you can. Speak in tongues if you speak in tongues and pray in the Spirit. Worship God. Get into that place of His presence. Make sure that you don't defile your mind with all the things that are around you. Turn the TV off if it's making you crazy. Watch out who you hang out with, who your friends are, how they influence you. Are you influenced by them or are they influencing you? Where are you getting your water from? Because the tree that you are living on, that is a tree that's going to determine the fruit in your life. And it's really not that hard. It's really not that difficult to understand. Put yourself in Christ. Spend time with Him. Read His Word. Let the Holy Spirit transform you and you won't even have to try to produce anything. Because what makes a fruit bad? The tree. What makes a fruit good? The tree. Is that really simple or am I just simple? (laughs) Probably both. But we make our Christian life so complicated. We think it's this effort, this this way we do things, you know, the method that we do things by. How hard we make it for ourselves. If it's harder, then we're going to get a better result. Can, can you get it? It's easy. Oh, no, it's not. It's really hard. No, it's not. It's really easy. Oh, yeah, but I just can't change. Of course you can't. Of course you can't change. You're powerless. Satan's much stronger than you, believe it or not. His ways are tricky. He's deceitful. He's a liar. The Bible says he comes as an angel of light. But as we refer back to that story of David and Goliath, who's in your life? Who is in your life? Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And the Holy Spirit's much more powerful. The Holy Spirit's much cleverer, much smarter, much bolder, much more in touch with God. And this is the point. Don't struggle. Get into Jesus. Stop it. Stop fighting. Get into Jesus. Get yourself on the right tree. Because as soon as you're on the right tree, the right fruit comes. Is that right? If you're on the wrong tree, if you're drinking from the wrong well, then you get the wrong result. It's simple, right? I just want to keep saying that. It's simple. It's simple. It's simple. Because it's when you're in Jesus Christ that life begins to flow from him. It's not from you. 
Do you know that if you're not changing, then you're not drinking from that right well? If you're not growing, then you're not drinking from the right well. It means you've left the faith at some time. Can I say it one more time? (laughs) It is simple. Jesus said so clearly, get on the right tree. And today you might not even be a Christian and you're struggling with things in your life. You're thinking, I just can't make it. Can I tell you something right now that Jesus died for your sin and the right tree to get on is the cross that he died upon. To let that cross be the tree that you actually place your life as well this morning that you would say, I can't do it anymore. And in Romans, it talks about that in terms of baptism in in Romans chapter 6, it says, I died with Jesus. I died with Christ on the cross. And I know the hope that comes when I identify with that is that I'm going to be raised with him. And, and one of the things that you'll find is that dead people don't sin. Dead people do not sin. And the Bible says we are to consider ourselves dead with Jesus Christ. That means our old nature... The old person that we used to be is now dead, but I live in Christ Jesus. And when you give your heart to him, there's a beautiful exchange, as that song says. It's a beautiful exchange. His life for me. But it's not his death gives me death, his death gives me life because he rose again and so so too do we live in that new life.